This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Sage. Yes, and as we record this, this is our first recording of 2021, so Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back, Annie. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, you know, (laughs) here, but I guess welcome back to the virtual (laughs) podcasting space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it uh, it feels like it's been a really long time, as everything from the past year or so has felt. So, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, but happy new year nonetheless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this was your, your suggestion and it made me giggle, but uh, why did you <laughs> choose Sage? Well, okay. I, all right. Um, I was thinking about Sage because I was still in, in the kind of mindset of, um, of holiday cooking. Um, mm-hmm. so I was thinking about some of those good, uh, savory herbs that you get to use that are just so like warming and nice. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I remembered, um, after about five minutes of preliminary research that we had already done bay leaves. And so I switched to sage. <laughs> Which I, bay leaves, I still find, uh, fascinating. Even after we've done the episode on it, I, I find them very interesting. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But okay. But so, why did it? Why did it make you giggle? 
I thought you were suggesting it because people burn it in in the new year. Oh, do, like is a that cleansing a, thing? Oh, is that it? Okay, we're going to talk about that later. And we I are <laughs> have some pretty strong opinions about. I mean, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Do what you want. Be respectful. Um, yes. But that's no. Now we're we're ostensibly a food show. I was talking about the culinary uses for it. Yeah. Well, I knew you would stick to that. I just thought that's why it was on your mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, unfortunately, my friend in high school, she dated this guy named Sage that I really couldn't stand. So uh, now every time I hear Sage, I just have like this knee-jerk, angry reaction. Oh. So that's really unfortunate because I I actually love the flavor of Sage. I don't use it that much at all. But when I do, I'm always like, oh. Ooh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Oh, I haven't made like a good like brown butter sage uh, situation in a long time. And brown I need butter to. Sage. That, yeah, I think so. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that I'm thinking about that, let's get to our question. Yes. Sage. What is it? Well, uh, sage is a type of herb that we love because it's kind of stinky. Um, it's in uh, it's in the mint family. It is, in fact, the most prolific member of the mint family. Um, there are like 900 species of sage. Um, lots of types, but generally speaking, the one that you will find sold as a culinary herb is common sage, botanical name Salvia officinalis, um, which is a small shrubby plant. It can grow up to a couple of feet, like less than a meter tall, has leaves that are long and pebbly and kind of soft or fuzzy to the touch um, because that's where that's where it stores its, its, its oils um, right on the surface of the leaves and they stick to the leaves because of these tiny little hairs um, that are also nice and fuzzy. Anyway, um, those leaves can be uh, silvery gray to green to yellow to purplish in color. Um, They bloom with stalks of these pretty little pink to purple flowers that, um, when pollinated, will produce basically just seeds that you can use to grow more sage. It's not really a fruiting kind of situation. Um, But uh, yeah, it's a a temperate climate perennial plant, meaning it will come back year after year, or most varieties will, um, as long as you don't over-harvest its leaves and um, it doesn't get, like, too, too cold. It doesn't want it to be that cold. Anyway, um, the flavor can vary a bit, um, but it's generally a a warm, earthy, um, mildly bitter kind of vibe with notes of like citrus and pine and camphor. um, And uh, the dried stuff does tend to be more bitter than the fresh, uh, the fresh being a little bit more uh, bright. um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, It's common in uh, Mediterranean style sausages and holiday stuffings, um, but can be and is used with many meats and different sauces. Uh, as the, the aforementioned brown butter thing, man, you brown some butter, and then um, which means that you separate out the, uh, the sugars um, from the fats, and then you kind of toast the sugars, and then you fry sage leaves yeah. in that hot oil. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I think I actually have had that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's pretty common as a topping for um for like gnocchi or um or some kinds of ravioli stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, go look up go look up a recipe <laughs> and do it right now. I just ate and I'm so hungry <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, I actually didn't. So this one was an interesting one to search because sage also means wise. And a ton of companies have used it in their name because of that. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm -hmm. And then also, yes, some people are named Sage. And then 
all the results I was getting was for since Thanksgiving and Christmas did just happen was for like turkey recipes where you use sage. And so so it took a lot of sifting to get to the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Those that sometimes sometimes uh Google foo is is more difficult than others. Um, oh yes. yes. Oh yes. Uh but Okay, not not the companies are the people. We're talking about <laughs> Sage, the food product. What about the nutrition? Well, uh, you're usually not really eating enough of it to, like, really make an impact either way. Even among herbs, Sage is known for having the sort of, of strength of flavor where a little bit goes quite a long way. Um, but uh, medicinally... Sage has been used for forever, um, essentially, for the treatment of just all kinds of things. Um, and research has shown that of the 28 or so compounds that are frequently found in various varieties of common sage, um, several have potentially beneficial properties, um, including antioxidant, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, anti-tumor, anti-diabetic, and pro-digestive effects. There's even some evidence that um, that sage can help treat Alzheimer's because it, it it can inhibit this one enzyme in the brain that that essentially mucks around with one of our important neurotransmitter compounds. So by inhibiting that inhibitor, uh, your 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 brain works better. Um, I'm really <laughs> simplifying. This is an extreme simplification. Um, uh, I mean, that being said, you know, like, don't don't go, like, snorting sage or anything like that to get these effects. Um, uh, maybe maybe make some tea out of it, incorporate it in your diet, um, look into, look into uh, essential oils and stuff like that if you're interested in it. Um, I will say that the common sage taken in high doses can be harmful because of its relatively high concentration of um, thujone. Hmm. Um, which can cause stuff like seizures. So that's bad times. So oh. um, so in essence, as with everything, human bodies are complicated. More research is necessary. And before taking medicinal doses of dang anything, consult someone who is aware of medicine more than we are. <laughs> Literally anyone. But Literally. Also probably a medical professional. <laughs> Both are good. <laughs> the double, <laughs> get both points of view. Oh, man, the first time we get to say our slogan in 2021. You know, hey. <laughs> also, Common Sage sounds like a non-playable character you'd interact with in D&D. <laughs> Common Sage. Tell me that's not, that doesn't sound like that. Uh, right, right. This is not, this is not like a high level sage. This is not, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's a common sage. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your results are you know, hit or miss with this, this person. <laughs> or gnome. Could be anything. Hey, right, right. I, gnomes are people too. This is, this is what bothers me about the nomenclature, <laughs> no pun intended, of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Well, that's good to know because I actually get all caught up in the like, can I say people and what does that involve when I'm trying to describe things? So I'm glad you feel that way. I do. I do. As, as long as you don't say humans, um, all right. I think you're okay. 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 I think that's my opinion. I We can get into the linguistics of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> some other time. <laughs> Fine, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> 
So <laughs> Sage has a very long and storied history. Oh, yes, it does. Um, and we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park! Give me a woo! If you are happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, Sage has quite a long history. I could not find an exact date of just how long, but it's mm-hmm. long. It is. It's long. Historians suspect it originated in the Mediterranean and Asia Minor, um, which is the Asian area of modern-day Turkey. And one of the first known recorded mentions of sage goes back to 1400 BCE Crete. And yeah, from the jump, humans believed that sage could do all kinds of things. It had all these healing properties. Mm -hmm. The ancient Romans prized sage so highly that they thought it was worthy of the god Jupiter himself, who is like the top, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. The, that's the Zeus, yeah. Exactly. And they believed it had all sorts of beneficial medicinal properties from improving memory, senses, and in mythology, it was frequently depicted as granting increased mental capacity. One thing I read suggested that the ancient Romans even had ceremonial requirements for collecting sage, like the collector had to wear clean clothes, cut with a knife that was not iron, and perhaps even uh, collecting sage called for a food sacrifice. Oh, huh. Yeah. Traditional Chinese medicine prescribed it for a plethora of ailments too, and the ancient Egyptians might have used it for fertility. Historically, 
I guess, uh, wealthy women also used it as a sort of way to freshen up, as they say, which was a phrase that confused me a lot as a child, but now I think I understand. (laughs) (laughs) What are they talking about? Freshen up. (laughs) In fact, Sage was so closely associated with healing, the name itself comes from the Latin word to save or to heal, salvo. Um, And this might, might be a reference to the Christian tale of the Holy Family's dangerous escape to Egypt. Just when they were almost discovered by enemy soldiers, a thicket of sage provided them cover and saved them. Yeah, maybe. Um... Sage was also used for food, though, (laughs) particularly seasoning meats and preserving meat, too. Uh, But really, this, like, medicinal thread is, oh, it's just so strong throughout history. Mm -hmm. Some sources suggest that if you were looking to cure lethargy and or memory problems during medieval times, you might be advised to dip the back of your head in a mixture of wild celery, St. John's wort, and sage. Uh, Sage itself was thought to increase longevity, uh, ease grief, make you happier, and of course, allowed young women to see into the future to learn who their husband would be. And according to a few sources, a poem from the medieval work, The Salernitan Rule of Health, went as follows. How can a man die who grows sage in his garden? Wow. Pretty easily, as it turns out, (laughs) but... (laughs) Oh, Harsh, Lauren. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, medieval poem. Um, (laughs) I don't agree. (laughs) Yeesh. Can you imagine this person's trying to do like a dramatic reading? You know, people are snapping and you you just cut in like pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) Good old medieval killjoy corner Lauren just like just like stands up in the back and goes. You're wrong and you suck. (laughs) Boo, get off the stage. (laughs) I bet that's in your ancestral history. That's like a previous version of you. I'm, you know, I strongly suspect that you are correct. I can't, I I know that I got this cantankerousness, honestly, from (laughs) both sides of my family, so... (laughs) Well, your heckling, the heckling of your ancestors didn't seem to affect a lot of people because (laughs) this trust in Sage's healing qualities even extended to a preventative for the Black Plague. Hmm. Uh, It may have also been planted on graves in England. Um, I heard that that's still commonly, not commonly, but sometimes practiced in uh, rural England. So if any listeners know, this was sort of, you know, I would put it in the category of, uh, I can't confirm it. It sort of sounds like a legend to me, but um, if someone can, that'd be great. Uh, And some English old wives' tales that claim that sage grows best in homes where the women dominate, which is the phrase they used, which, according to another tradition, is determined by sage plants planted by newly wed bride and grooms. And whichever flourishes, the one planted by the bride or the groom, that person is the dominant one in the household. Again, if anyone can confirm if this is true, if this is an old wives' tale, I would love to hear it. Yes. Emperor Charlemagne decreed in the 9th century that sage should be grown in the gardens of imperial estates, and around the same time, 
Wallafried Strabo's poem Hortulus mentioned sage, quote, There in the very front glows sage, sweetly scented. It deserves to grow green forever, enjoying perpetual youth, for it is rich in virtue and good to mix in a potion of proven use for many a human ailment. Uh, and, and yeah, it was so prized. It was, it could get up to, it could be valued pretty highly and, and its trade value reached a lot too. So people were really, they were really into sage. They thought it could cure a lot. Um, in English botanist John Gerard's 1597 work, Gerard's Herbal, he prescribed sage for curing wounds for the ill with, quote, bruised insides for treatment of syphilis, swelling reduction, ulcers to cause perspiration to ease trembling for those coughing up blood, coughing in general, side pain, snake bites, purging blood, strengthening sinew, brightening the skin, <laughs> and to remove head phlegm when placed in the nostrils. According to him, ancient Romans called sage the holy herb, and pregnant women concerned about miscarriages would eat sage to, quote, closet the matrix and maketh them fruitful as it retaineth the birth. And when mixed with honey, rosemary, and white wine, it was recommended as an excellent water to wash the secret parts of man or woman. That is a quote. Yes. And that's not all. Uh, Nicholas Culpepper's 1653 work, Culpepper's Complete Herbal, recommended the leaves and branches of sage for inducing urine, after miscarriages for expelling the child, and turning your hair black, or removing dark color from hair. I found mixed, like, I read the thing, and I thought it meant, like, if you had dark hair, it'd get rid of your dark hair, but apparently I might have misinterpreted it. Hmm. So, <laughs> it either would give you dark hair or get rid of your dark hair. One or the other. <laughs> yes. It would be very upsetting if you got the opposite result. Although I'd, I have my doubt Sage was really playing a role in that. Yeah, probably, again, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> uh, he also called for Sage to treat ulcers, stopping bleeding and the coughing of blood during tuberculosis for coughs in general too, uh, dysentery, killing parasitic worms, insect stings, canker sores, intestinal pain caused by gas, and a mixture of Sage and a few other things for fasting. And this is like a condensed list for both of these. Um, yeah, yeah. They really believed they were super into it. Yeah, and which is why it is so interesting that this ongoing research is finding things like, uh, like, like that sage may be able to help, um, help relax muscles in the gut, thus, um, thus preventing things like pain caused by gas. Um, so <laughs> it's wild. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not that wild. It's, it's, it's not that wild actually, when you think about it, that humans have tried a thing for thousands upon thousands of years, um, and over repeated relative success, they were like, oh yeah, sure. Use it for that. Um, <laughs> although, you know, as, as with anything, um, humans get all kinds of ideas about stuff. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick, pick and choose what you're going to believe with a little bit of a cynical eye. <laughs> humans get all kinds of ideas about all kinds of stuff <laughs> so use your cynical eye evaluate mm -hmm. <laughs> sage arrived in north america with european colonists in the 16th century where it was popular in all kinds of things and it remained among the most popular herbs until world war ii i tried to figure out because i know there was sage here already but it's not the sage we're talking about i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure i think it was a different species yeah Yes. So uh, Native Americans use sage for treating skin sores and to purify in a process the English later dubbed as smudging. 
So according to ethnobotanist and indigenous writer Rosalind Lapierre, quote, smudging is the process of burning dried plants or other natural elements and then using the smoke to cleanse themselves, objects, or even places. Usually the dried plants are burned over a hot coal placed in a large shell or on the ground. The person places both hands over the smoke, takes the smoke within her hands, and beginning with her head and continuing downward, washes her entire body with the smoke. So as we alluded to at the top, uh, the process of doing this with sage, of burning sage to cleanse or purify, uh, has become more mainstream. And as that has happened, it has sparked a, a whole conversation about cultural appropriation, commercialization, and respect, especially given the history of persecution that Native Americans faced for things like burning sage. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, so so y'all might remember when smudging um, became pretty popular on, like, Instagram and stuff um, as of, like, 2018, 2019. And, okay, let's, 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 let's back up. Uh, prior to that, um, there are times in the United States where it has been literally illegal for indigenous peoples to engage in religious and other cultural practices. Um, it was, in fact, for almost 100 years— literally illegal. Um, so uh, go going going way back, um, conversion to Christianity was encouraged um, as part of like the, the the colonists and later the United States governments. Well, a deep racism, um, but be like desire for the lands that native peoples were inhabiting. But in 1883, um, uh, it was codified in the creation of the courts of Indian offenses. And these were the, these federally run organizations that enforced codes of conduct on reservations that prevented the practice or even the encouragement of the practice of uh, traditional dances, feasts, and other cultural acts. Um, like leaders and practitioners were imprisoned, food rations were withheld from communities. And now, if you're thinking, wait a minute, what about the First Amendment? Um, remember that Native Americans weren't considered citizens until 1924. Um, and it furthermore took until 1978 for a bill specifically preventing religious persecution of Native peoples to be passed. Um, and so, when smudging became, like, insta-trendy around 20, 2018, 2019, um, the, the, the pretty silvery-toned type of sage uh, called white sage that grows specifically in Southern California and has been a part of these traditional ceremonies and medicines for centuries, it began to be over-harvested and harvested incorrectly by non-Native people who were making a profit off of it and wrecking the ecosystem and making it harder for Native people to access the plant while they were making that profit. Um, so, so, um, you know, if, if, you, if you like burning sage, um, you know, burn some. It smells nice. Probably don't call it smudging. Um, and, and generally, yeah, I don't know, just, just try not to be... Try not to damage the planet. Um, try not mm -hmm. to be rude to people who we have already been so rude to <laughs> for so many centuries. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 it, it is it is that whole conversation about um, about appreciation versus appropriation. 
So, you know, like if you're if you're going if if, if you really respect um, and are interested in and um, and want to learn more about and in some way participate in um, indigenous cultural practices, then go to indigenous learning centers. Um, you know, find information from the peoples who who know about it and who are willing to to talk about it and and teach about it. Um, buy products from those people. Don't go to Urban Outfitters or whatever it is, and buy something that has a native print because a it's probably not, and b um, that's just someone making money off of people who have had enough grief. Um, mm-hmm. But we were talking about sage. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Um, well, this trend also prompted uh, a few studies into potential health benefits of burning sage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like the killjoy corner continues. Yes. Um, the the main study that gets referenced about how burning sage can um, remove 94% of bacteria from a room's air for multiple days. Um, that study didn't actually burn sage. Um, <laughs> it, it was a mixture of other herbs and woods and stuff. Um, so, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, that being said. Again, some of these um, some of these compounds that are found in sage do have some of these um, antimicrobial and et cetera properties. So I don't know, maybe um, burn it <laughs> if you like it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, this is one of those episodes where I, in fact, did have to keep reminding myself we are a food show. Yeah, um, yeah. So I did. I want to put in here that it's worth noting smoke cleansing in general has been practiced by various cultures for various reasons for thousands of years. So oh yeah, uh, cultures all over the world have been using herbs and woods and what have you for for all of these different purposes. Um, for for as long as we've had fire and also herbs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but 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 yes, uh, food show. Yes. Yes. In 2015 and 2020, research out of the UK found that products being sold in local markets labeled sage and uh, and oregano were both frequently heavily adulterated um, with other cheaper plant leaves like olive leaves. Um, Nothing blatantly unsafe, um, but it means that consumers are getting less, like, culinary bang for their buck. And, of course, accuracy in food labeling is important for folks with sensitivities and allergies. Um, the takeaway from the research is basically that food fraud exists um, and that you should buy from trusted brands, perhaps instead of, like, global online retailers. Um, is that the would thing. be the sage thing to do. Oh, I see what you did there. We had to do it at least once. <laughs> wait to the very end. <laughs> When we're talking about food fraud. (laughs) Which, from what I understand, is a really big problem with spices in general. Yeah, yeah. Spices um, and fishing, I believe, Mm -hmm. are the two two biggest categories of food fraud. But I haven't looked into it for half a minute, so I could be wrong. Um, Mm. Oh, I feel like like we went places on this one. Um, Yeah, we did. We, we did, um, and it, it is it is so it is so interesting to me that um, the these these ties between between food and medicine, and I really am looking forward to um, to further research into into yeah how we can how we can use these wonderful tasty products 
uh, to uh, to do cool stuff. Me too. Fascinating. All fascinating stuff. The human body. Strange. So cool. weird. So weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we'll get to, maybe we'll get to revisit this one in the future. But that's what we have to say about Sage for now. For now. Uh, yes. And we do have some listener mail for you. But first. We have one more quick break for a word for our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga! How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener mail. I was going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi impression because I'm actually really good at Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah? But then I was like, how do I communicate Obi-Wan Kenobi via Skype <laughs> in a way that's very on the spot and there's not a lot of time to communicate? And then I realized I'm in my cosplay closet and I do have Jedi robe in here because of course I do. Of course That you would have required a costume change. That might be the next evolution. Oh, geez. In this whole thing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Then we really would have to start recording them. <laughs> if they're going to involve costume changes, that's that's the whole thing. Um, How long does it I, take to record an episode? Well, it would take only 40 minutes, but Annie's got to do a 15-minute costume change <laughs> for the listener mail. <laughs> so <laughs> we tried to stop her, but she wouldn't be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't be. <laughs> I feel like Obi-Wan is a very sage. 
he made some questionable choices, but he's got oh, that he vibe. Did. He does. He does for sure. Yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just thinking about Obi Wan. Okay. All right. Back. <laughs> Let's have a conversation about that at a later date because I got a lot of thoughts. That and the psychology of Darth Vader. But okay. Um, <clears throat> Luna wrote. <laughs> I just listened to the classic rerun episode on gingerbread and gingerbread houses, and I felt like I had to write in. See, none of my family was really ever into desserts or sweet stuff, so the idea of actually eating any part of the gingerbread houses after they were made was entirely out of the question. We also had a lot of bug problems, so leaving them out as decorations also wouldn't be good, as they would just attract ants. Instead, we did something a little bit unique. Our annual family gingerbread house building competition was concluded with us bringing all our new creations to the backyard and blowing them up spectacularly with various fireworks. (laughs) We would sometimes specifically build certain parts weaker so they would fly off more dramatically, like by barely attaching the roof or by also hiding a little gingerbread person into the inside so they'd get thrown into the air as well. Oh my gosh. We'd use long strings of firecrackers, fountain fireworks, and even the big mortar fireworks for different effects and then spend the next few days cleaning up charred remains of our gingerbread homes and folks out of our backyards. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably hugely dangerous, but it was under adult supervision and at the suggestion of my parents, so maybe it wasn't as dramatic as I'm remembering. Either way, <laughs> it definitely made for unique Christmas tradition and a lot of fun memories. Wow. That's great. I want to do that. I've never blown up a gingerbread house before. <laughs> And now I'm thinking, what was I even doing? I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, and furthermore, right? You, you know, like 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 usually when you're building a gingerbread house, you're you're really trying to shore up the structural integrity um, for mm-hmm. for for a long lasting architecture. Right. Um, but but this is a whole different. This is a whole different ginger ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to make a weaker. I'm into it. Hmm. The better the explosion. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Uh, Cal wrote, I heard the mystery of the giant lemons at the end of the olive episode last week, and it jogged my memory in very delicious ways. I have some secondhand experience with Southern Italian lemons and firsthand experience with homemade limoncello, thanks to a very cool ex-girlfriend who happened to be from Istia, um, an island just off the coast of Naples that is part of the home region of limoncello. I remember her describing the lemons as much larger and I think mellower than standard grocery store lemons and that limoncello made with standard small lemons just isn't the same. Perhaps some transplanted lemons from the Amalfi Coast are the answer to the mystery of the prodigious citrus. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. I also think the mystery of the prodigious citrus is a book that needs to be written. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked that it wasn't from um, the series of unfortunate events. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I was going more Agatha Christie, but that probably makes more more sense. No, it's sort of an overlapping. That's a, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a tight yeah. Venn diagram of titles. <laughs> well, it's out there for any listeners looking hmm. for a title name and a, a mystery about a lemon, <laughs> then here you go. <laughs> Our gift to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, thanks so much to both of those listeners for writing in. If you'd like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. 
We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three places. Our username is at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.